Yeah, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the show, LE2B. Um, I'm Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric B., a little Jason Bourne, I guess, to start mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, you know who that was, though? Who is the uh, artist? Is it Moby? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's a good song. Don't they play at the end of one of those Jason Bourne movies? Yeah, I think all of them, maybe. I don't know. So we're going to get into some stuff, but we have some breaking news. I think we're probably the first show to break it. So, <laughs> All right, I'll play the clip and you'll hear um, Rudy Giuliani was indicted uh, or not was accused of sexual harassment. And I think this is his lawyer. Let's hear or her lawyer was constantly pressuring her. Um, making sexual comments, sexual remarks to her about her, uh, about himself, uh, when they were supposed to be working, he would, uh, as our client alleges, he would then um, grope her and try to initiate sexual contact. Attorney Justin Kelton. Yeah, that was the attorney. Um, the whole thing reminds. They all have the same move. Is <laughs> groping? Like, what is this groping thing? Yeah. And the other thing I'm reading is that they say that he's like always taking Viagra and he's this is the other thing I heard. He's drunk all the time now. I mean, how how the mighty have fallen with that guy, you know, and I think you kind of saw what was going on when that what was that the movie, the Borat sequel? Yeah. Borat. Yeah. And yeah. They, and they got him and he was taking off his pants or something. You remember that? I don't know. I mean, it looked like he was like t- tucking his pants. In. I don't know. It, it was like weird regardless. Yeah. But. The fact is he shouldn't just been in there. You know what I mean? I think he should have like left, you know? <laughs> well, so. All right. So ha- had there been like rumblings about this before this? I mean, like I know there was the Borat thing, but it's so I don't know why this took so long. He just looks exactly like someone that would exactly what he just described. Right. He looks exactly like that's how he would operate with women. It's like saying, you know, I think these guys, they think that's like flirting. I think they think that's what that is. It's like, right. oh, you just say some dirty things to them and kind of like that gets them in the mood. And then you just start <laughs> like grabbing their tit. You know, it's just like, yeah. I don't think it's ever worked ever really even before me too. So, but I guess I mean, it would work if, like, you just kept if you had a gun, you just kept going. But I mean, I don't. Yeah. What is I, is groping basically just kind of against without consent, just touching people? Uh yeah, I think that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a long time ago, people didn't. You could squeeze a girl's ass like Mad Men times. You'd squeeze their secretary's ass, and they go, "Oh, you," you know. Yeah. Would say things like that. Now it's forget it. You lose your job immediately. Um. I also just like to look at really how the mighty have fallen with him because, you know, we grew up in New York and, you know, first of all, he took down the mob really himself, basically. He was right. a big part of that. Um, and in the 90s, you know, I- I'm Democrat, but he was like a liberal Republican. And he, you know, I think that a lot of the policies that helped turn New York City around with the bad crime started with Dinkins. He just didn't get his second term. But Giuliani did do that. I mean, he he made New York feel much safer, you know, and then yeah, after that, and then and then all of a sudden it kind of got went too far and he the cops were getting a little too violent and then people hated him and he divorced his wife. And then all of a sudden 9-11 happened. And, you know, what anyone can say, he was, you know, he was the face yeah. of 9-11 of the healing. America's the, mayor. Yeah. America's mayor. Um. Remember, so remember, when did remember it do- Pataki, the governor, he, you wouldn't even see that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. But what, what he, he just kind of like disappeared into the, the background. I mean, it, Giuliani yeah. definitely was one of the prominent players. Like, 
right. Almost Even more George, so than Bush. Right. Bush and Pataki was the governor of New York. And he was like, I guess it did happen in the city, but you know, he didn't have the charisma of Giuliani. I think he, he just didn't, didn't he just kind of not really get involved with anything beyond like anything in New York city. He was just kind of very, very like upstate New York mayor or uh, uh, I don't governor. I don't think it's that. I just think that it's hard at the time to kind of go against what Giuliani was. And uh, so when did it, um, I, you know, it it is amazing to, and you know, they they already have done like two documentaries about it, basically about mm-hmm. the fall of of Rudy Giuliani. Um, when do you think it? I I I watch one of them, and I guess what happened to him is what happens to a lot of these people is just like he had become so relevant and probably hadn't been in the spotlight for a while. And you know, he saw, you know, he I, he knew Trump, I guess, from all those years in New York, and mm-hmm. I guess he saw it as his opportunity to become relevant again and have power because he wasn't he wanted to be president, but he I clearly think we wasn't. Got, but I think we have to circle back a little bit. I think the so uh, he was going to run for senator. Remember that? And mm-hmm. then that was in 2000. But that's when his popularity was very low because he had just divorced his wife and he was he would have run against Hillary Clinton. So he decided not to run. Plus, I think he had prostate cancer. That was the reason he gave. Then, but, you know, you thought this guy was still going to have some sort of career. Um, I guess the avenue of senator wasn't available. He probably could have run for governor. But I think he wanted just to go right to president. And I think from what I remember, he ran in 2008. And I do give him credit for this because he stayed pro-choice and he was a Republican. And you can't. You just can't. Not in that party. Not since you know, the seventies maybe. So, and I heard that was from his wife at the time, the second wife. Um, she was adamant about that. So he's, you know, cause you know, Trump was pro 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 choice forever. He probably paid for like 20 yeah. abortions, this guy. Yeah. So Giuliani could have switched in 2008. If he switched that position, he would have had a good chance against McCain. McCain wasn't a super strong candidate. And obviously you saw what happened with him. I think either one of them would have lost to Obama, but yeah, I, think I was Rudy even in the. I mean, I guess you know you're talking about that he was pro-choice, but was he ever even in the game in the running? Like, how close was he during the primaries? Like, I mean, what? no, I mean early on. I mean, he flamed out early on because because of that, you know, oh, I um, see. and that that was a big part of it. You know, he was he was trying to be the old school liberal Republican that that you know I was think that we we miss now we don't have any of those anymore you know like a rockefeller or even george pataki people like that yeah and that party's been co-opted by crazy people i mean they might be around but they're just they're all like you no, know there's like two left one of them in is, the basement one of them is susan collins who she sucks anyway she, she still votes for the right Republicans she all the time for everything i just right. figure maybe they were just kind of like taken hostage and you know had been bound and gagged i well, don't know i mean well, well they overturned roe versus wade susan collin was because she voted for kavanaugh who was like i guess the deciding vote one of them yeah and she's like he promised me that he wouldn't do that <laughs> like really right. that's that's you know he lied to <laughs> me like what do, what do you think you know right right yeah. um so and then I guess after that is what, you know, after all that shit happened, which would explain why he had kind of such a vendetta probably against Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. um, and Obama. <clears throat> and again, I think what happens is they just get they, you know, they're such narcissists and they, you know, they spend so much time in the public eye that in getting that attention and validation, they just can't be away from it. And he saw it as his opportunity to get close right. to it. Right? right. And I think that and they it, had a relationship already. 
And I think it's kind of people underestimate like the allure of power, you know, like if you really get close to that and you're really it's in, within your grasp and you've had it already. And then it's like almost his chance to be president or at least be on the cabinet. Right. It's just like he's going to do anything he can. I think and I think Trump, I don't know. He's, he he really, you know, I know it's used hyperbolically about him being a cult leader, but he really is a cult. I mean, he he must have some persuasion over people, you know, like. Well, I think, I think once just, you get in his grasp, it's just kind of hard to get out from under. Yeah, I, I think know. I think he just saw his opportunity there. Now, the thing was, when Giuliani came into office as mayor, they that same year, they voted a two term limit as mayor of New York City. There used to be no term limits. And had right, he, I remember Koch was mayor like a long time. Right? right. And had they not had that, he could have he could have been mayor for like 10 more years. He was very popular yeah. in New York. And in fact, when Bloomberg replaced him. He was termed out for two, two, but then he just bought off everybody, and then he got a third term. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But in fairness, I'm not a big term limit guy. He still had a run in an election. He just changed the law because it was right after the yeah. fina- financial crisis, and he was like, Bloomberg was like, you need me to get us through this whole thing. And right, so he, right. He, he's a billionaire, so he paid off all the right people, and they're like, okay, you can run again. He still has to win the election. So- yeah. You know, I didn't really fault that too much. People were upset, but I'm like, you know, Giuliani just didn't have the juice to do that. Wait, so what do you, why, um, I, I, first of all, I've been waiting for charges to, you know, come out against Giuliani for a long time now after they indicted Trump. Um, I don't know why that's taking so long, and I don't know why this has been the first one to drop. You know, it seems like the the big one. Is this going to be? Is this going to matter against? I mean, I guess everyone's kind of turned on him, and and if Trump seems fallible now, then he definitely does. Well, I think that he is the always been the low hanging fruit, and they're still looking into his election bullshit and denials and all that other crap because, you know, you put Trump in jail, there's going to be a lot of people who go crazy. That's why I don't think they're going to do it. You put Giuliani in jail. I don't think anyone's going to really be that upset. People, some people no. will be kind of mad, but they don't fucking care. So he's no, like, the, and he's he going to be kind of a bag man. And I, I would think. He's right. And he knows bag. how the legal system works. And they said that he was quoted once recently saying, he goes, I just don't want to die in jail. Cause you know, oh. it, and you know, Trump would fucking serve him up on a platter. He don't fucking care. Hasn't he kind of already? I feel like he already kind of cut ties with him. No, he hasn't served him up, but he definitely seems to like have backed away from him. Um, right. But if they said, hey, listen, we'll keep you out of jail, Trump, just find show us how Giuliani did something wrong. He'd be like in, a, in five seconds, he would do it. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I Like I said, I just saw this and uh, who knows what. It does feel kind of like a throwback, though. I know that there's still things that come out every now and then where there's, you know, People get accused of some sexual thing, but a lot of them don't seem to have traction as much as they did, you know, like six years ago. Um, right. And, you know, this is maybe this, this one. will. I don't know. Maybe. Um, well, this is also not this is obviously a civil lawsuit, so he's not going to go to jail or anything. Right. This was some of the details. Drank morning, noon and night and was frequently intoxicated. Took Viagra constantly would expose himself ooh, uh, that he could not work. What do you say? He took Viagra constantly, just like during in like a regular day to day. Yeah. Like he thought he might be having sex at some point. <laughs> Always be prepared. Isn't that the Boy Scout model? <laughs> I uh, mean, I've because I've done it where I've taken it thinking I'm going to. And then like, I don't. So it's just like, <laughs> uh, OK, but yeah. I don't Viagra, I wouldn't just take it on a whim. <laughs> Viagra is the new like I always thought like I never 
would you know like when you were young you would take a condom out you know i always thought that was bad luck because every time i did it, nothing would happen and every time i didn't of course something would happen right no you're you're right that's true yeah i i haven't done it like i'm in a relationship i haven't done it just like on a date like going out on a date but right. um yeah that's true though yeah it's definitely happened where i'll do that and then like nothing happens, you know nothing happens but it's just kind of funny because it doesn't really like I, it doesn't really give you an erection right it just sort of like makes it last if you're doing or I don't know it gets easier to or something honestly I don't even know if I need it I just kind of like have well, it well that's the thing you kind of get used to it I was talking to someone about this the other day and it's like it's almost <laughs> it's almost like because I know a lot of young dudes are taking it you know and I to be honest, you know, I I probably would have done the same thing because you know you're out, you're getting drunk, yeah. Uh, and when you, especially, I always think when you hook up with a woman for the first time, sometimes you can you want like, yeah, what you're nervous, you're, you're nervous, and you want to like kind of make a, an impression on them, like, oh my right. god, it's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> so it almost I like you, yeah, you get addicted to it almost in a way. Addicted, yeah, no, yeah. it's uh. <laughs> But it's just funny to think like that he was just drunk all the time, taking it just like at work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would need it. I would I would imagine. But also it's also I don't know. It's kind of funny to hear that even at his age and the way he looks, he's still that horny and his libido really is, is running that rampant. You know what I mean? Does it ever like get easier? I feel like, you know, when the whole thing is like when you get older, you were kind of like, OK, my sex drive is going to go down and I'll be able to like function and live a human life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, and think, I the- think it have, have you noticed it, it has mine definitely has slowed down. I think I got to a point not to get but like where I think this might just been an age thing. I don't know if you experienced this where like sex becomes like a lot less important to you. Like, oh, yeah. Older. We, you're just kind of like, you know, because I remember it was starting in my 30s, my late 30s. So I was like, you know, I feel like I'd rather just go home than like yeah. <laughs> maybe have sex here and then have to stay here. You know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like it would just be nice. And then I would have nights of just be I would go home and like be alone in bed after a day and be like, oh, this is great. So, so <laughs> I don't think it's you. You don't want it anymore. But you know what I mean? It's just like you you, you pri- it's prioritized. More, right. You know as soon I mean? as you make that calculation, you're like, this could happen. But I know how much work I got to put into this just to get it to happen. That you're like, I would just rather jerk off and go to sleep. <laughs> right. Right. That's um. You're right. Like when you you mean when you see ahead of you the whole night, that right? You have to kind of hang out. Like this is going to be a three and a half hours. <laughs> That's why it's better when like it just kind of happens organically. You're right. even if you're hanging out, it just kind of happens, and it's the best way to ha- the attitude that I found later on to have was you're you know you're not going you're you're not attached to that goal of like. Right. Oh, I have to have, you know, and that that's usually because women can pick up on vibes like that, you know, oh, like yeah. the desperation. So, yeah, you act like I you don't, don't know. Almost when you get older, it almost works better because you actually don't give a fuck. <laughs> I think so, that's what it is. They yeah. can like oddly sense when you really are when you really don't give a fuck and when you're just pretending to not give because I feel like I pretended to not give a fuck for a long time and it didn't really work. But <laughs> the times I really did it were the times that, um, you know, usually things worked out because you're usually it's like anything you're like loose and you know, the, I don't know. It's like women are very intuitive. They can tell. And also like every women, it's like everyone's hitting on them all the time. So it's like mm-hmm. they see things that not everyone can see. You know what I mean? Do you well, know? Like, yeah. Well, I, I just want to say you're a lawyer, right? Yeah. 
I, there's just one, there's just one more thing I want. This is the other uh, allegation. You tell me if this is sexual harassment, okay? Okay. Ready? All right. Giuliani made clear that satisfying his sexual demands, which came virtually at any time, anywhere, was an absolute requirement of her employment. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we covered that in law school in sexual <laughs> harassment 101. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like the very def- definition of that. It's like uh, your your job is contingent on, on him having sex with you, whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. And someone took that job was like, yeah, all right. and like, yeah, I'm good. I'd rather just go hungry and let my family uh, starve to death. And so he was that was really a thing he said to this woman. That's what the uh, his lawyer is alleging. Her lawyer is alleging. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I just assume it's totally true because he just just looks disgusting and he looks like that would be his tactic to get women. I I wonder the thing about the whole thing with like people are like, what happened to him is legacy. The whole thing that came out later is people were like, oh, he was always like that. He was always Mm -hmm. a shit. He was just he was just better at hiding it before he put on a public he put on a public face and he knew he had to say things because he was, you know, he's a politician. But Something happened with Trump. Or just, I don't know. It must be a thing. You get to a certain age and you just, again, just don't give a shit. And you're like, he was probably like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm getting old. Like, this is it for me. Like, right. I want like a powerful position. I want and Trump probably promised him a lot of you know money. First of so all, then Trump like not even ever pay him. Like, these people keep working for him as lawyers. Like, he never pays anyone. Yeah, but you know, the exposure that Giuliani probably got over the last few years probably got him a lot of money in other places being just a Trump you know, talking you know, like it's like Kellyanne Conway, yeah. but I think one of the first times that yeah I ever remember Giuliani really noticing he was a dick is and it was like in the mid '90s and he New York came back and the crime was really down and a lot of it had to do with the the police commissioner that he appointed William Bratton who's been a police commissioner yeah. in a few, few cities he's pretty good and he's. And there was a Time magazine, and they put Bratton on the cover and not Giuliani. And I think soon after uh, Bratton was forced out because <laughs> Giuliani didn't want to share the credit or wanted yeah. all the credit. And I remember that was the first time, like, all right, come on. I mean, you picked the guy, so don't worry about it. Yeah. And um, the other thing, I, you know, I, I feel like him going to jail is like the, the only real end that we can have in this because it's just been going downhill for so long. It's just like, where is it going to? And the fact that he said that, or I don't, he's alleged to have said that, kind of shows that he <clears throat> must be aware because that's what's so odd is like he seems so detached from reality, but there must be a part of them that really deep down has a, I don't know, it is weird because, you know, he's a lawyer, he knows the law. Didn't he get disbarred for the whole fucking. Um... Yeah. And it's sad because he really, I mean, he made his mark taking down the mob. And I always thought, he was the prosecutor, or what was the, the I, I think it was uh, the DA, the DA, or something, whatever it was. And they, I think the the reason why they picked him is he he was Italian, and the, you know they wouldn't want to make it seem like it was an anti-Italian thing. So yeah. the, the way to do it is you have an Italian prosecutor. That's how that stuff works. So I think that's one of the reasons why he picked him. You know, and he had like hits on him too. Like these mob guys. Had was hits. he the guy who took it? He like he took down the Gotti. He took down the five, uh, the heads of the five families. Not Castellano because he was murdered by Gotti. 
but at least four or five of them, he arrested all of them. And I watched this documentary about it. He was in it and he was like, you know, he's very eloquent and he was talking about it. And he said that so much of the information that they got, you know what it came from? You know, because they started using Rico, which you know what that is. I, I still don't, yeah. you know. The racketeering. Right. That's how they used it. But they said a lot of the stuff, the information they got from the mob was from guess who? Trump. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um, it was a movie. They got from the... It was a movie. In, in Henry Hill? No. Movie in the late 90s. Not Goodfellas, but pretty damn good. Oh, Donnie, Donnie Brasco. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. That, that cop who was undercover. Mm-hmm. Oh, what 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 year was that that he was that he was undercover? I don't know. I would in say the 80s? probably the late seventies, early eighties. And uh, you know, this Donnie Brasco guy can't got so inside. He they almost made him, and that's when wow. they pulled. That's when they pulled him out. And Donnie Brasco told the FBI, "He's like, I want if they make me, they'll be so embarrassed." And it was the one crime family that he infiltrated. I forgot the, which one it was that. They got so fucked up from it. But then for some reason, I guess the head of the family wasn't arrested by Giuliani. So later on, they got strong. So it was kind of a weird situation, the whole thing. But apparently Giuliani said that he he said in an interview, he's like, they got a lot of information out of him. It's really funny, like in retrospect, you know, these mob things when the guy infiltrates the cop and they're always like. It just seems so obvious that the guy is a cop, you know. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> no, I don't know. Someone's been uh, spreading, you know, information to the police, and you—I've you, only known you for ten days. Right. That oh, was the always, that other guy. Yeah, that was the always the funny. I think even the Simpsons made fun of it. The the, the departed. Departed. It's so yeah. clearly him. Yeah. It's like what's good? all this info's coming out. No, is it? The guy who was here for three days. Nah, that can't be him. Can't be right. him. No, you know what? It's the guy that we've known for 10 years. <laughs> it's like he might as well have been wearing a police uniform. Right. When he was undercover. Like, is it you? No. But, yeah. But Donnie Brasco. I would be so bad at that. Like being <laughs> undercover. Like, come on, man. Are you a rat? No. I mean, yes. I mean, no. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that no, must be terrifying. Who would want to ever do that? No, Go but apparently Don, Donnie Brasco, I read about it, that that guy, he did it. It took him years. Like it wasn't like he had years to get the trust of all these people. And he learned all the lingo and he learned everything. And so it, it wasn't like overnight. He had to really. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But I think it's funny that it is scary, though. And then. um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess the whole the whole. um one of the big aspects of that whole world is you can't trust anybody. So you're always, if you're always, your guard's always up for everyone. It's just, it always it seems like it always ends up with the mob. They just, they go down from like their closest friend and then, you know, t- turns them in or they murder their closest friend, you know, because they're always surprised. Like, I can't believe they were going to send him. He was my closest friend. To murder. It's like, isn't that always how it is? Like, that your best friend murders you in the mob? Yeah, I, I was, you know, in those mob movies and TV shows and docs, they always talk about how they were, a lot of them were scared to deal drugs, but they eventually got into it. But the problem was they had these drug laws that were so tough that you got nabbed with drugs. You're going, you're not going doing a year, you're doing fucking 20, 30 years. And those are the people that are easy to flip. So that's why uh, if you see the movie uh, Goodfellas, he doesn't really want them to deal drugs because... He knows if they get nabbed, they're going to get a big sentence. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why at one point when Henry is D 
stealing blow on the side or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he's Paul saying Servino. he's mad. Paul Sorvino, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I um, so d- I just want to quickly talk about. So, y- do you watch Succession? You don't watch Succession. I mean, I've watched some of it. Uh, but you go ahead, tell me because I, I everyone says it's a great show. I just every time I watch, it, people just looking at their phones and talking the whole time. But I know it's a good movie. Well, I mean, you know, it is good, but it's like it's very slow and it. Can- be really kind of hard to follow i mean it's just i understand it because it's it's kind of like you know elevated tv very prestige drama and i think it's mm-hmm. like um it's like very adult you know and you kind of it, it you have to really know it. it it almost feels like like being into it feels like you're kind of in a in a club that not everyone can be in like you have to like put in work to, to yeah. know it so and it's not like that it's it's a no, little no, bit challenging. Now I know the, the, show. The, the the patriarch died, right? Brian Cox. I heard that. Spoiler alert. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. Someone told that me he, that. Right? He died. He died. Yeah, right. he died like like three episodes ago. Right. Um. So now now so, there's like is there like a feud to he who's going to take over? Well, that's what's going on, and right. like so the, the last night's episode. First of all, there's only like two more episodes left, and this is it. This is the final season, and they've been. This whole season, maybe even last season, they've been building up like in the in the background because they it's like based on the Murdochs, right? You know that, right? Of course, and like, yeah. Uh, and they own a, a you know news channel, cable news channel called ATN. It's supposed to be Fox. And but one one thing that was amazing last night is they it was election night. It was presidential election mm-hmm. night, and they were it was all all took place on election night behind the scenes in the like ATN offices and basically they and they never really do this this blatantly it was just kind of almost about it was very parallel to the 2016 trump election right because it's supposed to be this guy there's this kind of ultra right wing you know demagogue who's running and everyone's like he doesn't have a chance it doesn't have a chance and then the you know the liberal out of the democrat is favored and then it gets behind the scenes of calling states there's like someone like vandalizes like a voting center where there's a bunch uh, of like absentee okay. ballots oh, and this like, like 200,000 this yeah. one is really the, i i i watched the show and i like but this was one where i was like oh my god like it was really no, it's almost it. like going back to the very moment of like what started all this because it's like they decide to call a state for the demagogue even mm. though he hasn't officially won it yeah and no one else is calling it but they're like we're gonna call it and and they're basically like this is gonna be the election and we're just gonna say he won the election right and it's all about like behind the scenes one of them is like you can't do that this guy is like dangerous and I had never seen them like that blatantly mirror what has happened but it was really interesting too because it's not exactly the same thing as what's happened in that universe, but they they definitely did it in a very parallel way where it was very reminiscent of 2016. And it's what's more horrifying is knowing everything that happened after it. And it's right. basically and it's interesting, too, because, you know, you're watching it and you, you forget it. It's kind of like remember the Sopranos, like you you kind of everyone started liking the characters and, and then they would also do something horrible. And yeah. they would kind of remind you, like, oh, these are like horrible people that you're, you're like elevating and worshiping so they did that last night where it was kind of like these characters you've been following for years and they're you know they're assholes but they're kind of funny they're making these choices they're like destroying the world and, right. they, and they know it and you're like oh my god like i like this guy was always really funny but i think he's a horror now you're 
kind of like putting it back on you on the audience a little bit, which is mm-hmm. always an interesting. Well, I think that's why I, I think people like it, but and I think like a lot of time for a big payoff. But yeah, but, I think Murdoch in real life doesn't like Trump, but he's trying to move on. But, you know, the party's not letting Fox do that. And I always thought in 2016, yeah, they piped him up. Yeah, they had to pretend. But I think in the end, they were probably hoping for him to lose because really Fox, a lot of times the party that's not in power, the, the you know, if one party's in power, that the news station usually does better. It's like when uh, Trump was president, MSNBC did really well because they have something to like get their viewers fired up about. So yeah, with yeah. with Biden, I'm sorry, with Trump, if or if Hillary won, I think it would have been great for Fox. I mean, it was he was good for ratings for everybody, Trump. But I think they would have loved to have had a, a Hillary president for four years. Fox, they would have just fucking ripped her to shreds. And they would have right. got a lot of viewers. So I don't think they really cared. So I think they, they were almost probably rooting for her, him to lose. The second time, they were stuck. You know, they wanted yeah. to move on. But they, as you see in that deposition, all that, they couldn't. They couldn't. They That's couldn't why with this one, it's interesting because they're, they are showing that behind the scenes, a lot of them are just like, well, we can't do this, you know, because, yeah. you know, and then one of them is just basically like kind of showing the detachment. Cause you know, when you, when you break it down, I mean, there are these people are just these multi every privilege and they don't live in the world that anyone else lives in. And for them, they're just kind of pulling strings and like, and doing things. And they don't even know the reality of who it's, you know, the whole thing, it's going to destroy the world. And, you know, so many people, and they're just like, well, whatever. I don't really like, that doesn't really affect me. I don't really see, I, you know, I take helicopters everywhere. So it's not really. So when you look at it from it, it was just kind of terrifying because you're kind of like, you know, the people who write this, like they're talking to consultants from like cable news and from campaigns, like mm-hmm. people who worked on like the Bush campaign and were on the floor for a lot of these, like, you know, the 2000 recounts, stuff like that, and like calling the election. Like th- this kind of shit's really happening. That's what's so. Well, the weird thing like, is that I've, so I read this dark. I read this article about succession that, that they seem to be able to predict a lot of things that actually happen on Fox. They've been over the years and they're saying either the writers are getting really lucky. Or someone from Fox is giving them storylines. I, you know, I wonder. I mean, people leak shit all, all the time. Thing, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. And the the other thing with this is, I mean, first of all, the show's going to be over soon, but it's also starting the the narrative of like this is the choice that's going to just because the uh, since the main Murdoch guy is dead mm-hmm. and he was like, like he wanted the demagogue he was he like supported him but at the end of the day i don't he he didn't really like him and he knew he'd be bad for the country so it's kind of like he's gone like that somewhat rational voice is gone and these the sons are just these power hungry brats who are just kind of like well this guy it all comes down to like a deal a merger deal that they don't want to happen and the demagogue has promised uh, if you if you call it for me i'll stop the deal so it's basically like all this shit comes down to just like these corporate interests of like yeah. you know we don't want this deal so like this is gonna be and also they look at him and they're like you know he's totally saying like espousing all this like hateful rhetoric and like nazi ideology and they're just like uh they're like we can work with this guy you know, kind of like they they know that it's horrible for the country, but at the same time, they're like, this is really. And then he says at the end something like, look, all we did was like create a great night of television. That's all it is. And one <laughs> of them's like, no, I don't think that's all this <laughs> kind of showing the beginnings of like mm-hmm. 
how it's, you know, these guys are just kind of making these decisions that they don't think like, ah, whatever, we'll just say this weird thing, whatever. And then it's like, no, you're basically destroying the country. Um, I know it's a CNN has fallen. We talked about it last week where they had that town hall. And did you you watch that? (laughs) Yeah, it was so they're so desperate for ratings and they got really good ratings that night. Not amazing. Not as well. Good as the Biden had a town hall that did better, but it was for one night. CNN did really well. And then the right. ratings were bad after that. So what did they really get out of that? Not well, a this lot. is exactly that's why it's so mm. funny that succession was on right after that, because it, it was basically the exact same Senate. That's basically what they were saying. I didn't oh. know CNN did so badly. I, I mean, apparently they're just like shit. I didn't know that their ratings were so bad. Oh, yeah, because, they, you know, they're perceived as liberal, but they don't like to show that they don't like to take sides too much. So. um. I so what it, did we talk about the town hall? I mean, that, that town. I, no, we did. I, I only. Oh, we did. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought we did it. Okay. Um, yeah, it was fucking like it was. It was just terrifying because I was like, "Oh, we're right back into mm-hmm. 2015." Like, I can't believe like the fact that they're like, "Hey, here's this guy. He's the front runner. We're just gonna bring him out and talk to him. Like, here his views. We want to know what his views and his policies are." It's like. What do you think his views are? Right. Like you don't know what his plans are. Like and he just, oh, he, well, just he just lied, and she tried she tried to fact check him real time, but he just goes too fast. He just he, he was can't, just too weak. She's just you, like you you can't put him against someone who's like say that's that's no that's you him. can't that's put him true. against you, you yeah can't put him against any human being right because he'll just he'll keep talking he'll filibuster and you can't get words in and he'll just lie and you it's very hard to fact check everything a person says that comes out of their mouth that's the problem that's so funny that's where we are now where it's like you literally remember it used to be oh you'd fact check after a bait oh this what they said this wasn't true now it's literally you need a fact checker as they're talking (laughs) and then i said this no that's not true no you didn't that's not true Uh, and but the thing is like people thought that was the way to handle it like well that'll stop and it doesn't matter he's just like no no i did do that i did do that and then like i and then they're like he said you know like the the, the tape that everyone's heard a million times where they're like, I need you to get me these many votes. You said, get me this many votes. He's like, I didn't say that. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we, I've heard that tape every day for three years. Yeah. Or when he goes, he goes, the election was rigged. No, that's proved not. No, he said, it. he'll go. Everyone says it was rigged. He always says that. Everyone said. says it. Yeah. Um, then they're like, well, what, what's the, you know, there were 60 cases that were, you know, that you lost. Like, no, but this one website said there were cam- government cameras. He just says he, he talks so much in circles now. You don't even know what he's saying. Anymore. I mean, the one th- thing she could have pinned him down on was abortion because that's their really weak. And he and he's like, you know, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to negotiate. And she's like, where do you stand? What's your exact position? He won't won't answer because he knows it's a fucking loser. And he's like, how many weeks do you think before you can get? He's like, we'll negotiate that. But that's during the election next year. That's when the reporters got to pin him down. Forget about what you want, not what we negotiate or what this and that. Right, what do you right. Start? Do you want a national ban? This, that, the other thing. And they can. Well, the tactic is he just doesn't answer. He's right. Just like, he well, but um, it's like uh, there. And then this was one that I remember being like, oh, I wonder when he finally realized this, like. This is how far gone it's gone, where they were like, okay, you said you were going to build the wall. 
they don't mention the Mexico is going to pay for it anymore. I guess that's just secondary. I don't know why right. that's not brought up anymore. But they're like, you said you're going to build a wall. You only built 52 miles. And then now, have you noticed? He just says he built a wall. He just goes, <laughs> I built the wall. And they're like, no, no, you didn't. He's like, no, I did. And I remember like I, when he did it, I was like, wait, what the hell? And then I remember I was like, I was like, this is genius. Yeah. Like he's he there is no way to prove he didn't do the wall. Like, what are they going to do? They're going to like have camera footage for like thousands of miles. I was like, yeah. I wonder when he realized, like, he probably didn't even like, I could just say I built it. No it one's going to You could do that. You could check it. him. You could check him real time with a, a photo. You could it. Yeah. No, no, but it's, go, fake. it's fake. Yeah. So, so I remember like, that's what, that was a real kind of signal to me. And it was kind of it, an inflection point where I was like, oh my God, like this, like even three years ago, he was like the building the wall. He still could, couldn't completely defend. He was talking away his way around it. And then he realized like, I, I'll just say I did it. Like, what are they going to do? Like, uh-huh. so that's like everything now. It's just going to be like, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. No, I, I, I did do that. Or I didn't do that. And it's just like, well, we have facts. And it's like, you want to tell the people like, I, I mean, I, if, you, if you're going to fact check them, you need to do it a lot more aggressively. And you have mm. to be able to be heard when you're saying it. Right. right. I mean, I don't know. It's he just knows how to. That's that's why he's going to win the nomination, because these other candidates can't do what he does. He, they can't. I'd say there's a sixty percent chance he's going to be president again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe it depends what where we are next year. But I just an, feel like as a nominee, as a nominee, he's definitely a nominee. These guys can't get past him. There's no way. None of these guys. Who else would there be? You know DeSantis? what? The only th- he's not going to no, get you, past. No, him. you know I think people underestimate. I think Christie could actually go toe to toe with him on stage. Christie's not running. You don't think so? No. He's Why? like just, he's just he's just putting it out there. If everything falls apart, maybe he'll jump in. Christie's good in that respect, where he can kind of, you know, talk tough. And but the problem yeah. is, if you insult him, you insult support, you insult all his supporters, which are at yeah. least you know half of the Republican Party, the MAGAs, and they'll they'll like fuck this guy. I'll never vote for him. So maybe you'll slam him, but you'll lose all those votes. So you can't beat this. Not in, in the general. That's another thing. But in the primaries, no fucking way. He, he will be the yeah. nominee. That's why DeSantis is taking forever. He's probably thinking, man, maybe I shouldn't do this. I mean, it's so funny, too, like in American culture and the American landscape and everyone's like, I can't believe this. Like, we're going to do it again. Like the same two guys, just like a sequel over and over. And it's like, look at American entertainment. It's all just to sit. No one can handle anything at all different. It's like every the consumption has to be just yeah. like. Here, this again. Here, okay. Now, Fast and the Furious fifteen. Oh, okay. All right. And people are like, yeah. man, this is amazing. Marvel and all that shit. It's just the same shit. So people. That's why I think it's funny. Like with politics, like what's going on? Why? Why are we just doing the same thing? It's like because that's all anyone can handle. That's all like right. that's what and people I, want. And people, I had this conversation the other day with a couple of comics that that they're they're all they're old. They're both old. And I'm like, yeah, because that's who wants to be president now. Because when you're young. You have a life ahead of you and you run for president, they're going to tear you to part. Your whole life is, you know, but when you're old, you don't give a fuck. What do you care? I got 10 more years to right. live. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. So like when they used to say Oprah or The Rock were running, I'm like, they're not running because everyone loves both of them. The second they run for president, 45% of the country will hate their guts immediately. Yeah. Immediately. You know, yeah, they're Democrats. 45% fucking hate you forever, forever. Especially now, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
you know but when you're old you don't give a fuck anymore you know well yeah i mean i'm trying to i guess that is what it is i um and when you're young and you know especially now it's like you know because when you're older that people all kind of know all your skeletons i mean even though they're discovering new ones with trump every day they had they knew all the shit about him and yeah, he, but it was all old news. So the other thing I loved, I was watching CNN afterwards, like they were doing that thing. I just and I was like, I turned the T. I just slammed. The, I turned the channel. I was like, when they're like, we're going to talk to some undecided voters. So I was like, <laughs> oh my god, undecided. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like right. what? What? How could you be undecided in the from the last <laughs> seven years? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's just sort of. Um, yeah, and it's, it's one like, thing if you're like, if you're. Well, go ahead. No, we were talking about it last week. Like, yeah, I, you know, I I voted for Trump oh. last time, but he he raped my mom. So, <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I'm le- still leaning to Trump. <laughs> yeah, I just like his policies. When does it go from like you like his policies to just you're also a Nazi? You're like supporting a Nazi. <laughs> Yeah. When does that inflection point happen? Because it had because it's getting to that. I mean, I guess slowly where it's like I one thing I thought that was good about succession doing that, though. And I think that's what what pop culture its job is going to have to be in the next 10 years or whatever is because there's a lot of succession fans. It's a hit show. And a lot of them are just kind of, you know, would be middle America Trump's people who are like Trump voters or whatever. Right. And how they're, I thought it was interesting how they just kind of slipped all that in basically into the narrative. Basically, yeah. like, oh, Fox News was total propaganda and they made a decision to support this demagogue that, that none of them really like. They knew would ruin the country and they did it for selfish corporate reasons just mm-hmm. to line their pockets. And, um, I'll watch but that episode. I, I, even though I think if you're in that cat, you're so far gone, you wouldn't even pick up on it. But yeah. I feel like that's the only way is like is putting it into like mainstream popular pop I don't culture. Think, I don't think Republicans really watch that show, to be honest. Not not MAGA people. So they're not going to get offended. Yeah, you're right. But maybe like moderates, maybe like people who aren't MAGA, maybe. Yeah. And it might like, you know, be it, because the show is popular and it's smart and it's like, a kind of a cool hip show and i think it might make some people be like oh you know what? yeah you're right i don't like these people like it's not like it's got it's got to become cool or hip again to like not like nazis basically which right. is like it's not right now yeah i don't think yeah <laughs> like that's gonna... like not even a very like i almost feel like i can't say anything if i say something like against nazis not it's like people will get mad at me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's a scary thing it's like years ago when you said you know if you said global warming was fake, people would think you're a maniac. Now it's like you can offend people by saying global warming is real. I mean, come on. This is fucking yeah. science. Um, I want to do one last story, then I got to bump okay. out of here. Um, this was the, it was a story this week. Richard Dreyfus, who is a Trump hater, he's liberal. Um, but uh, the, the Oscars are making these new rules, uh, I guess, to qualify for Oscars that a certain percentage of the people who work on the movie have to be diverse, right? It doesn't have so to they be have just to hire the, minorities. It doesn't have to be just the actors. It could be crew and stuff like that. And uh, um, this is what Richard Dreyfus. if you want to hear what he thinks about that. Okay. While I'm on this show. But just a sec. Sorry. I didn't get it to the, uh, the beginning of it. And 
no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. And what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? All right. Well, that was kind of, he, he goes a little more off on that, but what is he, is he just basically saying like, why does art have to be guided yeah. and shaped by certain um, guardrails or guidelines? Yeah. I think the one thing that I, you know, and I think this stuff is, is important. The one thing that I feel a little, when they do like an old movie, uh, a movie about an old thing, where it was just clearly all white people were involved. Um, and then sometimes you start seeing them do these movies now and they're including like black people, which I think is good. Yeah. But for the actors, but that's not really, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like doing the Royal family in 1800. All of a sudden there's like a black King. I guess that's what right, Br right. Brid Bridgerton is like that. So it's almost like revisionist history. Um, You know, it, I'm, it's yeah. kind of a tough subject, but I'm like, well, Maybe it's kind of like that all white Malcolm X that's coming out. <laughs> so by Soros, I don't even know what. Um, but the the one thing I was wondering is about this is just for Oscar movies that want to win Oscars. But like, if you don't care about the Oscar, then what what's the you know? The funny thing is, is so, like Tyler Perry will never win an Oscar, and his his things are so diverse. I don't think. Well, maybe the, he'll be the only one that's um. That qualifies to be nominated <laughs> when that um yeah remember I I mean when did that just come into did that rule just get made or passed or something they passed it like last year and stuff you know when it was Oscars so so light. if your movie your movie has to do you know what the percentage has to be what is it, it has I, to be like two percent um, or something I don't know it's a it's a it's a good amount um do you think that's why like I mean not that but like everything everywhere all at once do you think that was that a big like celebrating like diversity and yeah and it was also you know i think I, I didn't love that movie it was okay but it was also like it was also like this um they're so international now right our, our movies, i just rewatched so. it i you know i just rewatched it i don't think it's good it's i think that's gonna be a really that's gonna age really poorly i think that's gonna yeah. be a movie people like this sucks um yeah, I can. Re I'm reading it right now. The studio film must have, all right, uh, multiple, more than one in-house senior executives belonging to two unrepresented groups on their creative and development, marketing, publicity. So you could basically shove a lot of people in these, you know, not acting roles in the movie. You just say, hey, this is the yeah, marketing that's what they're guy. Gonna do. They're going to find right. a way around it. All um, right. Do you want to hear the groups though? Um, yeah. Is women. A racial or ethnic group, LBGTQ+, people with physical disabilities, uh, African-American, East Asian, Hispanic, Indigenous, Middle Eastern, Pacific Islander, South So Asian. they have to hire all of these or a percentage of? Uh, I think it's just... Uh, yeah, it's a little vague. Um so yeah, it's probably like a procedure. You have to have a, a certain percentage of you know. You know, this reminds me once group. there's this old all in the family. It was so funny. Uh, their Archie's Lodge uh, got in trouble because they didn't have any minorities and stuff. So they find they so they get in trouble. So they want to find one member, token member, who can uh, 
you know, get everyone off the heat off their lodge. So they, they find a black guy who's also Jewish. So they like cover oh, all their right. <laughs> I feel like well, this that... is they're gonna find someone who's like a Jewish, deaf, Asian, right. you know, and they're like, oh, I see, that's like four of them right there. A deaf, <laughs> Jewish, black, trans. They're gonna find one person that's LGBTQ. <laughs> whatever. Um you know they're gonna yeah. do things to work around that, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's also um you know, speaking of that, so the writer strike, I don't know if you've been following that mm-hmm. at all. Um, yeah. Oh, we did talk about that before. I forgot. Um, yeah, it sounds like that. That's really uh, going to be a la- have a lasting. It's going to go on through the fall, and I think it's. I'm kind of curious what they're actually going to. I I didn't realize I knew things had changed. I didn't realize one thing that someone says like, because I mean I was aware of it, but like TV, that whole template, you know, it, it's still there, but like like a hit TV show that's on for like 25 to 30 episodes a season and, mm-hmm. and is like keeps going for a long time. Yeah. That's gone. I guess. So a lot of these writers now are just on shows that have like six episodes and then it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to, we're done after this season. You know, I've been noticing that too, that I feel like the series are, are ending a lot faster now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And just because you Cause write on one show doesn't mean you're get, you still have to submit and you know, whatever. So back in the day, you got a job, a writing job on a network sitcom that was like, you know, a hit, you were made in the shade, you know, but doesn't it feel a little bit too of like, because one thing I keep hearing these, you know, writers say in interviews, like, you know, this has become like, like a middle-class profession. And it's kind of like, they're, they're complaining about, they kind of had it made in the shade. And then it's kind of like, well, now, mm-hmm. well, now it's like a thing where like, we're not making as much as money anymore. And like my, you know, my life's just kind of normal, you know? And it's like, well, I mean, cry me a fucking river. Like, I'm sorry. You, you had a good friend and things changed. Like, it does, but the, the more important thing <laughs> is that that union is a very strong union, and they're trying to break the back of one. Of, there's not a very many strong unions in this country, and they're going no, to try to break the back of them. So, and it is representative of of a lot of of where our economy is going. Just at a lot of professions where they're kind of doing that, where they're they've turned it into like a gig economy, where it's yeah. basically like, yeah, we don't really have to give you anything. We'll just kind of like you just get a bunch of different jobs to make a living. And I right. get it, but like I said, it's sort of like I can see it happening. With you know, like I remember, like as a comedian, you you know, somebody would maybe get like a cool writing job, and in your twenties, you're probably not getting that much money, but it's like a huge break, and it's like yeah. a cachet. And then you're like, but then I think now it's happening. Things change, and now these people are like in their forties and have mortgages and kids, and they're like, right. okay, it's not just cool that I write for a TV show. Like <laughs> I, I don't have any money. You know, what yeah. I mean? like, you need, and I I get it, but at the same time, it's like. A lot of people go through things like that. So I, but, but I, I've, you known, know, I've known some comics, high profile. I've known some comics who've gotten some really good writing jobs in their twenties, and you know, the, the, a lot of these jobs are grinds, and they want to be comics, and you know, and they would just leave. And I, for a long time, I was like, that's a, that's a dumb move. But now I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, if you're a successful comic, you'll you'll always work. You may not be rich. Yes, you know. I, I think mean, now that. I mean, I guess now that the whole market has changed. Yeah, now, social media and everything. It's a lot harder. There's no yeah, writers on it. social media. There's comics. You right, know? right. And it and at the end of the day, even if you had one of these great jobs, you know, that town's littered with people who used to have great jobs and careers right. and it's just kind of don't have it anymore. And I think that's it's kind of like professional, you know, like um sports. 
where you know they'll sign a big deal really young and they're like oh shit i'm gonna make 10 million for the rest of my life you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like now there there's even though in writing you can keep doing it it's like they 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 are always you know churning out they want like the the next young voices and stuff so like you can have a great job but it's it not isn't necessarily going to last and that must be terrifying because a lot of these people used to write for shows that would go on for 10 years and right they were and definitely what, locked in and i know the residual money has changed with streaming so you know it used to be you could live off residuals and now i don't think you can really so i don't think they even um, have them really anymore with the streaming that's I don't fucking know. crazy but I mean, it's um, as, mu- as much as you're jealous and I am of these people, it's like you don't want them. They use no, no, that. Not- they use that to break unions back. You know, any union, they're like, oh, look at the, how much this guy's getting paid. And then other people are like, yeah, fuck that union, you know, and but no, no, I, yeah. I know, I know. I'm not it's not even like I'm jealous. I'm just kind of like, I mean, it, I'm sure it was rooted in that at one point. But right. my, my point is like. I think I just had a couple of triggering things where I saw like heard interviews or saw with people that like I've known over the years who kind of like, you know, didn't treat me in a way, you know, mm-hmm. the way I, I would have liked to have been treated. And so w- watching that, you know, someone who did a complaint about their life not being great right now is sort of like, well, yeah. sorry, but, you know, you shouldn't have been, you know, shouldn't have been mean to me. <laughs> and you- <laughs> You feel also because I'm very mature. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people have good writing. Mean to me. What? <laughs> some of the people have good writing jobs that this doesn't really apply to, and they have to strike. So, you know, those. Are the, the, I that's, know. I know. That's how they. I try- know a lot of writers. We know a lot of writers too that I like a lot. Like, right. And had great right. I'm I'm only talking about like three people. <laughs> yeah. But, fuck them. Um. But it's just funny because they're always the first ones to start complaining. They're the first ones to brag about it, and then the first ones to complain about <laughs> it all over social media. You know what I mean? Where it's this is bullshit. Come on, I, I'm middle class, and I'm like, welcome <laughs> to my world, pal. <laughs> yeah, it isn't fair. you're you're still middle class. You know, if you work as a dishwasher and you lose your job, you're fucking destitute. So. No, and I, I get it. I know the thing is because they're making a lot of money, the industry, and they're not giving it to anyone. But it's also like. But when it comes down to a lot of them are just cut, you know, it, it's very hard to find, you know, get sympathy. And I think they're unaware of the optics of it when they're just these people right. who are like, you know, I'm like middle class now. <laughs> people are like, yeah, well, I don't have I don't have any money. So, well, that's what you see on some of these shows. There'll be a writer who is doing well on a pretty good show and they leave because they get an opportunity to, to create their own show, even though it's a big risk because this show could be canceled or never be made. A lot of them do that because they know that the only real money to be made is being the guy, the creator, you know, the Ryan Murphy or the one who does. Right. Um, right. And I so, guess that's what that, that's what the problem is. Cause it's like the, the, their argument is like, well, what do you mean? A lot of these people are thriving and it's like, yeah, it's like three people, <laughs> <laughs> like three people are doing amazing and everyone else is making like $50 an hour. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I, I get it. You know, the other thing, the one thing about this thing is like, they're kind of like, well, but they're going to see like that they need us. And but part of me almost liked the writer strike because I was like, you know, I think I need to catch up with TV because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like TV and movies, it's like there's so much now. Right. I'm like, I, you know, people are like, have you watched this? I'm like, like, I don't have time for that. I got like three other yeah. shows I need to watch. And then like I used to rewatch movies. I used to be into being like, I'd be like, wow, I like that movie. I'm going to watch it again. I don't do that anymore because I'm like, I don't. Like, I'll be like, I really like that. And I'm like, I don't have time for that anymore. That needs to get yeah. I got that out of my life. I think why the studios know they have the upper hand because they're the people are going to start discovering shows they never saw before, like they did during COVID. 
And you know, I and I I've heard that the HBO I think I might have brought this up last week is in the best position because apparently they make shows years out, so they have two years of new shows like all ready to go. Yeah. So, so they can slide right through. Believe this. me, I've already like this week I've already found like four new shows. <laughs> but like, but you know, it's so oversaturated. Like the Pete Davidson show came out like a week a week and yeah. a half ago. Which I gotta say is really fucking funny. Yeah, like, I good. feel like I I went into that like not wanting to like it or thinking, and I, I thought it was really really funny. But I thought it was great. But it it's sort of like I'm already past it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought it was really great. And I'm already like, all right, what's next? You yeah, know what I mean, but that's the culture <laughs> we're in now. Like, and I was gonna rewatch an episode, but in my mind, I was like, I don't have time to rewatch this. Yeah, and then you have the other aspect that I think I might have brought up last week is that. It's an American writer strike now, and you know who's been making a lot of content, good quality content in the last ten years, really stepping up is England, Korea, yeah, like. and Korea too. But like, yeah, actually Korea, but England especially. Uh, so they, oh, have- dude, England. I feel like all these like act the 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 movie jobs and TV acting jobs are all being outsourced to like to foreigners, to, to uh, English and Korean. Just right. A, Almost uh, so many big, no, so many big actors who were nominated for Oscars. I remember the last couple of years, it was they were all not from. America. Well, I know this, and this is my theory on this. Like I said, movies are very international, right? And English actors are very good. They have very classical training, and they know the where the money is to be made is you have to learn an American accent, and they're all really pretty good at it. And I yeah. think they look at them first in a way because. Even if it's an American movie, if they have one English guy who speaks in an American accent, he's still a name in like England yeah. and probably a lot of Europe too. So like, all right, we'll have this one guy in here. Like I think Simon Pegg, they threw him in those Mission Impossible movies. I think he talks with an American accent in those movies. And he's like a I don't mar- think so, but all yeah. Right. But- well, let's just use him as an example. He's a marginal star here. He's very big in England. He's very big probably in other places in Europe. So the Mission Impossible movies are already popular, but now, oh, you got the monster star. Now everyone in England is going to go see it. They probably want to see him more than Tom Cruise in a way. Yeah. So that's the these decisions, casting decisions are made that way. I, think. I guess you're right. Yeah. Because a lot of, I remember, the, I, mean, I think it was two Oscars ago, every single, I think every actor who won was not American. And yeah. Like, because oh, and like- that's why English people are really good at American accents. Americans aren't so great at English ones because English people know if they want to make money. They have to like yeah. I'm watching that show Yellow Jackets. I'm reading about all the actors. Everyone's fucking Australian or New Zealand. They speak American <laughs> English better than I do. I'm like, I know, you know? I know. it's really funny because a lot of times I've heard interviews with actors who love, like that I've seen in things for years, and then like, like hello, yes, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you're fu-, like the guy from Get Out. Yeah, he's British. And I was yeah. like, you're fucking British. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, yeah, we should wrap right. up. We should wrap it up. Okay, cool. All right, everyone. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Join our Patreon for bonus material and uh, behind the scenes footage. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll they'll have to find out by paying. Is, it, is, it, is it your bathroom? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, no, you should. It's just good some stuff. footage of me sleeping, <laughs> um, turning on my computer. All right, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. All right, but...